Hi everybody and welcome back to Atlas Shrugged, the Avatar The Last Airbender podcast. We took a break for a while so that I could focus on another project. I'll tell you more about it when I can. It's something I'm very excited about. But for now, here's part two of our great conversation with our friend Casey about season one, episode four of Avatar The Last Airbender, The Warriors of Kyoshi. So you're actually coming in on the middle of a conversation about how Katara saves Aang. It's all about application. She has never had in a new environment. She's seeing the world for the first time. She is seeing, oh, for the first time, that's something I could do. I bet I could do this too. And it saves Aang. What does he say? Can we, can we sit on that for a second? Ooh, I don't know what he says. He says something. He's like, don't ride the Unagi. It's not fun or something. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Okay, so a kid laughs at that, right? I, I, yes, I still hashtag, did. <laughs> I wrote it. Hashtag don't ride the Unagi. <laughs> hashtag don't ride the Unagi. Danger. Do not. Do not ride them. It's, it's bad. bad. What does he say, Casey? I think he says it's not fun. It's not fun. Right, right, right. So isn't the Unagi, in a sense, a metaphor for this early lesson that Aang gets? This sort of, with being the Avatar, with being a figure that all of society, as we see it in this universe, knows, reveres, has been waiting for, whatever. He's John Lennon. He's, he's freaking Axl Rose. He's whatever. With that comes a duty to do a purity of in exercise whereby whereby <laughs> whereby he learns a lesson of humility here to forthwith um. you heard it here humility but to me to me the unagi the the the, the threat that lurks underneath the water of being the avatar the sea monster underneath it is the hazard of pride. And, and Katara here taking the water out of his lungs is like the remedy of true strength. Give some yeah, Kendrick Lamar a listen. Be humble. You'll get it. Yes. Yes. <laughs> to our younger viewers, if you already heard it, you know. But it, it's got some potty talk in there, okay? It's got some bad I mean, language. It's, so. top, it's top 40 radio. Maybe still. Who knows? Right. So, okay. <laughs> We see the Fire Nation ship. Zuko is here. And then... Mm-hmm. We're segueing, right? We're yeah. segueing yeah. from... Katara pulls the water my out of My sermon. Sorry, guys. I'll, I'll, I'll say less. I think that was about it for me, so I'll say less. Katara pulls the water out of his lungs, and then we see the threat is here. Zuko's Fire Nation ship has made it to the Kiyoshi village, and Aang... Goes straight to the battle, but we get a really nice moment between Suki and Sokka. Yeah. Well, they start out by, like, training, and then the rhinos come in, and then Sokka says, well, I guess the training's over, and then Suki gets knocked on the ground, but then Sokka comes in and defends her and get uh like dehorses like gets the guy off of his rhino. I think that's rhino lizard. Dehorsing a rider, that sounds like the right thing I've yeah, read in Game of Thrones. Horses. They're like lizard rhinos. <laughs> <laughs> De-rhinoing a man. I'll we'll work on the terminology there. I don't really know what to say, but then Sokka <laughs> steps in and defends her and uses some of his cool fan stuff that he's learned. Yeah, that's cool. Oh yeah. <laughs> AJ, 
Did you did you have some envy over the superpower suit that Sokka was wearing for this particular battle? Where is my super suit? <laughs> nice dress. In a word, yes. Nice dress is great. Um, that's one of those great jokes that landed in 2004. It lands today because it approaches that subject matter without without dating itself, and that's a, that's why we treasure Avatar. This was in 2004. There's even a moment back earlier in the episode where the portrait guy is trying to paint the avatar and like all the young girls keep adding themselves to the picture like this was before selfies were even big this was just young people jumping into pictures like uh, every joke right. is so good i wonder if avatar was a show brought to us from the future <laughs> it sounds kind of like i just entered lavender town <laughs> beep boop that's better. <laughs> so so um, metal. The, the the Lavender Town music is so metal. Um, I I made a promise uh, at church last week that I wouldn't reference a video game in this podcast. And it was it was it was a pact before God, and I. I mean, hey, it's all right. We referenced Pokemon, and I'm so here for Pokemon. Me too. Yeah, we'll have to dive into that at some point, too. But by the way, God's in full audience, and we're talking about Avatar. Is it really any different than a video game? Yes. <laughs> Is Avatar different from church? <laughs> so let's move to the last battle of this whole thing, why don't we? The final battle! <clears throat> okay, Casey. Aang picks up the fans. So, like, yeah, Sokka's, like, Ooh, learned all this exactly stuff. that's exactly where I wanted to pick up. Yeah. So, <laughs> Sokka's learned all this stuff, but Aang is an airbender, and he has his, you know, glider that is, in essence, part fan. So, he knows how to use it, and he picks it up and, I mean, just blows Zuko through a wall. Yeah. But the thing is, he doesn't look happy about it. If you look at his facial expression in that scene, like, he is, like, sad. He oh is very, very melancholy when he is using this fan. Like you would think that with Kyoshi being a past life and him being an airbender, it would just fit so well, but it doesn't. He's and so, that is the... He's so sad when he uses the fan. And I always think that he's going to be so happy because the fan is just so easy to airbend, right? But he, he's so sad about it. That is... I've never noticed that before, but that is the first time we see that Aang might have trouble with Earth. Anyway, good, good stuff. Yeah, so he is. He's sad. He does what he had to do, and then he's immediately dejected. Yeah. Yeah. And, like, there's just something about that scene where you think it would be so easy for him and so natural, especially with Kyoshi being a past life and not really that many past life before where he is now like she was she was right before avatar roku right so there's not too much disconnect there and i just i just it always strikes me so weird that he seems so sad using the fans that's so beautiful because what do we know about the kiyoshi warriors so far they're like like cold as steel like they have it together and kiyoshi Mm -hmm. her life went to roku roku who's a firebender who probably warmed that side of her for ang Mm-hmm. That's beautiful. Yeah, that's something that always strikes me whenever I watch this episode. Yeah, wow. You you see it from Aang's perspective on the glider, which is one of many times that we'll do this in this series and see many beautiful mm-hmm. and scary and sad things from Aang's glider. 
he rescues them from Zuko and then he flies into the sky and he looks at what he did and you can see that same look in his face and it's getting worse and he thinks that it's his fault. If it weren't for him, if he hadn't come here and he hadn't done what he did and just had fun and showed off, nobody would have gotten hurt. That's what Aang yep. thinks. And that's the thing that, that stinks is Katara said that several times, like, hey, we shouldn't stay long. Hey, we shouldn't stay long. Hey, we, we should get going. Right. Like, and I think there's like a lot of regret in Aang that he didn't listen to Katara and he was just reveling in being this, the avatar when he really should have been trying to move on. And cause at this point he would not be able to beat Zuko and he would not be able to save the village. So Katara was right. very much right that like they had to leave. You know, you know it's, it's not, not, it's not directly his fault. It's no. not, di- it's not directly his fault. He didn't know he was being followed. You know, yeah. but then he realizes almost the, the hazard of, of hubris and the perks of humility. I think if we can try to bring this a little bit more to the present moment just for a second, I think that what Aang did in this episode, um, a lot of us can probably relate to right now. So yeah. Aang, mm-hmm. you know, think about we watched episode three and he witnessed in the most grievous way that his family and his life has been stolen from him, not only stolen, but that they were killed, that they were hunted, and he doesn't know why. And he can face that grief, but he didn't understand it yet. He didn't understand the danger, and the danger keeps getting bigger. And Mm -hmm. even though you think in episode three he's faced with the full reality, no, he isn't. He doesn't understand how dangerous it is. He can't do fun things, and that's what Katara's trying to tell him. But she doesn't know either. They've never been anywhere. They're just kids. No. And they didn't know that Zuko was going to be following them and really, really trying to hunt him down because they don't know that yet. They don't. They, we know Zuko's backstory. They don't know Zuko's backstory. They have no idea the stakes that it is for Zuko. Right. Mm. Oh. But we get that there must be something, because why else would a kind guy like Iroh be in that mix? Iroh is just an OG character. I'm saying it now. He's yeah. awesome. He's Tip one of top. the best. <laughs> he's, he's awesome. I love him throughout the entire, entire series. Want to have a cup of tea with that guy? Oh, I would have several. I just think his <laughs> stories are great. He just needs an entire short of him just telling really stupid stories, and I think it would be great. <laughs> yeah, can we have that, please? I bet that the, I bet that the book's do have lots and lots and lots of Iro stories that aren't in the shows, but I have not gotten to read those yet. All in due time. I would just watch a show about Iro. <laughs> the Dragon of the West. The we'll get there. That episode might make you cry because it made me cry and it still makes me cry. And then that's when Suki comes in and says like, hey, this isn't a goodbye, but you guys need to leave. Like that's the safest option for you guys because we need, we need the Avatar around. Like Zuko is going to follow you. Go. <laughs> Suki, just to say thank you to these two wonderful male writers, by the way, who allowed girls like Casey and me to dare to dream that we are in fact equal to our our boys around us. Listeners who identify as men, if you've been wondering (laughs) about this big conversation about what is it people do wrong, well, just look at these guys for something to do right. Just talk to women, that's all, because they're all just people. Yeah. At least that's what I thought growing up because I watched this cartoon. (laughs) <laughs> a great cartoon right so what was the line between Sokka and, and, and Suki that made you think oh maybe Suki's coming back 
Um, the fact that Sokka... Since you spoiled that for me, which it's fine. But... <laughs> Sorry. She's on, well, it's, she's it's on book two, cover two, so... <laughs> True. But Sokka, you know, they're like in the midst of battle. They're saying goodbye, and he says to her, I treated you like a girl when I should have treated you like a warrior. And hell mm-hmm. yeah, Suki's like, I am a warrior, but I'm also a girl. Right. You're so cute. And I'm super strong. <laughs> oh, Suki. She's so great. Okay. I like Suki. If I was watching this with y'all on the, you know, on cable, I didn't have cable. I didn't <laughs> have cable. I had a uh, mail order video service called Feature Films for Families, in which we would get one VHS cassette every month that uh, was a full length feature film that you could watch to your heart's content. You know, it didn't cost, didn't cost a nickel to, to rewind it and press play again. But uh, it's like Redbox in your mailbox. Christian Redbox, which is fine. Um, They would all be uh, less than engrossing stories for teenage boys to appreciate because, well, they were all very moral and only included moral things, moral characters, and didn't even question that morality because to question morality um that's not allowed not allowed uh with feature films for families there there is no peril there is just a oh uh i want to i want to set up an amusement park uh at my uh great uncle's farm and and the, the main cause of tension in such a plot is but I don't have quite enough time to do that. Like, <laughs> like, there's no, there's no even inclusion of. of, of I'm frustrated. Course. What do I do with uh-huh. this anger? I think it was a Mormon tape series. I think it was LDS people who produced the movies. Uh, everyone's done it, you good know. Good times, good times, and then I got a Nintendo. Nintendo, Super Nintendo. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. We're moving on. Play any video games rated M for mature, but I did. Eventually. <laughs> Eventually. <laughs> so, um, yeah. I'm so jealous of you guys having cable and watching this at home. AJ. And, you know, it's a long and winding road. We're adults now, but at the time, I would have been, I think, in fifth grade when you were a freshman in high school. Is that right? You graduated in 2009? Eight. Eight. Yeah, no, see, so that is right. I tried to say I would have been in sixth grade in middle school, much bigger, but no. This is when I was a freshman, right? Right, so you wouldn't have been watching Avatar probably at 15. No, I wasn't. I I had already moved on to to the uh, intellectual stimulation that was uh, Halo. Again with the video games. (laughs) I told my priest I would not bring up video games. But, sir, it's called Halo. Father, I mean. Oh, well, I didn't talk about them as much this time, so... Oh boy. So and now we get to riding on in on the unagi. Oh, ride unagi. Yeah. Uh-huh. Yeah, right. I mean, I think this says a lot about Aang because, like, this is pretty much how he put out all of the fire to help the village, even though he kind of heard it. Like, I think this shows a lot of his character. Instead of just completely running away, he did find a way to, like, put out the fires and do at least a little bit to undo, I guess, a little bit of the damage that he did. Definitely. He, yeah. He showed that. Even though he's reluctant, he will be the Avatar. He used this thing that was, a, you know, sort of created peril at the beginning of the episode because is symbolizing uh, the, the potential for ego to give you a big head and, and cause you to, to mess up and fumble. But now he's like, oh, I am aware of this. I'm going to ride the Unagi because it is not my master. 
Yeah, he definitely. Mm-hmm. He takes control. He takes control of that which uh, would have otherwise controlled him and, and that which had gotten him into trouble and uses it to put out the fire. And it's super effective. <laughs> yeah, it is. <laughs> it is super As it should effective. Be. <laughs> Basic type advantage. One hit KO. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Oh, the Pokemon <laughs> references are great. <laughs> I think I've also gotten a few in there so far. I can't be the only we one. We put out the fire over the city, and the three of them are again on Appa, and we're going to the next place. I think all of them have kind of had a reality check. So what is your moment from this episode that was a reality check, something that really struck you? Who, me? Both of you. Casey, you start. We start? Okay. Um, I think, like, some of the biggest parts for me is Sokka owning up to the fact that her fighting style and her warrior traits are stronger and better than his. And to be a better warrior, like, he needed to learn some of these skills that Suki had and that the Kyoshi Warriors had. And I think these are going to be things that are going to help him later through the show, which I'm not going to spoil. Just him learning, like, oh, using your opponent's momentum against them and just being able to be taught by Suki and someone who has taken the whole Kiyoshi, like, warrior embodiment and, like, brought it in as a whole is Suki. Mm. And just being able to show Sokka that there's more than just his southern tribe water or warrior style, you know? Like, I just think it's awesome to be able to see these different cultures that they have created within this. Yeah. And seeing the humility Sokka has to just being like, oh, wait, I'm wrong. Like, this is something I need to change. And this is something that I can learn to be better myself. Seeing a character go through that in, what, 24 minutes? Like, that, that's, that's impressive writing right there. Spectacular. That is. Oh, yeah. There's so much. This, is, this was an extremely dense episode, I would say. And if this is, this, if this is how Avatar is going to continue... You know what? I guess I'll keep doing this podcast. What do you think? Yeah. The okay. truth is, it. I was very touched that you wanted to do this with me, but I was under no impression that it wouldn't go the way I thought it went, which is you falling in love with Avatar. So, I, yeah, be on the show. It's going to be fun. We live together, so Thanks. it's kind of hard to get away. Thank you. <laughs> I I hope to learn all I can. Ah, I do have- <laughs> yeah, Thanks. you get it. So- I do have one question for AJ, though. What? You have a fairly decent idea of the elements now. The only thing you earth, really haven't wind, seen is water, earth. Kool-Aid. Uh, hold Kool-Aid. On. Earth, wind, fire. Wait till Katara learns that move. Fruit roll-ups. Oh, <laughs> Smashing no. through the wall like the Kool-Aid man. Wind, water, fire. Okay, no, it's earth, fire, wind. It's earth, wind, fire, hair. No... Okay, Casey, is it earth, water, fire, wind? Yes. Capri Sun? Always Capri Sun. That's me. That's what I thought it was. (laughs) So if you had to choose any element. call that a juice So if you could choose any of the, if you were a bender and you were going to bend any of the elements, which one would you choose and can't choose the avatar? I only know like three types of bending, right? It's an evolution of interest. I don't know anything about dirt bending. Think (laughs) of what dirt bending like entails. Just... Love I that just want to know. Dirt bending now. I just want to know. I want to get this. <laughs> Hashtag. I, I am this, a dirt like, bender. A, like where you don't know a ton about them, and then when you do know a ton about them. 
Okay. So I would be an airbender because I feel like that would open me up to certain aspects of other bendiness because I'm, I could affect negative space around fire or air or whatever. Yeah. Um, air is a cool choice. I think that AJ, Plus you could fly. I think I know you pretty well. Boy, do you say I know you pretty well? Oh yeah. Yeah. You dabble. <laughs> I dabble in AJ. Um, My wife. <laughs> um, so yeah, I would label you, I would think you're an airbender for sure. So I'm excited to see nice. that so far you think that. I sense a theme because you told me I was a Hufflepuff in the Harry Potter universe. And now I am an airbender. So the theme here is really just air. I'm full of it. And I've got, I've got it to spare. Except yeah. you're really Ravenclaw a Slitherpuff. Ravenclaw and water? Okay. Yep. Haley, are you, did you say you were an airbender too? No. So Mm-mm. based on my personality, like who I think I am, I would be an earthbender. However, I am a cancer and um, pretty much any other of those things that you think of are all to do with water. So nature says I would be water, but I say I'm an, air, I'm an earthbender. A dirtbender, excuse that I'm me. I'm earth though. And I am really not Earth. You're or no, dirt. you're not Earth. Yeah, exactly. I'm not so dirt. that's why we switched. <laughs> I'm not dirt. That totally makes sense. Maybe that's why we were always out of place, except with our weird old selves. Oh, <laughs> but I like our weird group. It's great. It's really nice. We have our own team avatar. It's growing. <laughs> there are dozens of us. Dozens. So how does this episode end? Did we already do that? Yeah, pretty yeah. much. Because it just ends with them fixing the village after it was fixing on fire. the village. And then they fly right. off. They fly off into the sunset. Yeah. Yep. Can I talk about the last shot just briefly? Yeah. Yeah. Not that I'm in control at all, but... <laughs> you are. You are the Zoom host. Quiver <laughs> <laughs> before. <laughs> the cosmic power of the Zoom host. You are at the will of the Zoom host. Right. <laughs> uh, they're flying away and they're, they're on the flying bison uh, once more and who is pursuing them the yagi am i saying that right unagi, unagi. who is following them unagi. but unagi. the unagi no it's funny that unagi. you keep saying it wrong <laughs> yagi so mm-hmm. yeah yeah. He jumps on the Unagi, he puts out the flames. It's like you guys were saying earlier, his problems keep compounding and compounding and here's one more thing chasing him. Well, no, but it's but isn't that the thing is it's not chasing him. Now it's it's down there, but Aang dives down there and gets it to mm-hmm. put out the fire. To me it was both. To me it was that thing yeah, is now my follower and that thing is is sim- because because it cut out straight out of um Zuko's, uh, you know, I'll get you for this. Um, it was sort of an extension of oh, Zuko's continued pursuit. Well, that's just my read. I don't know. Maybe I get too much out of it. I don't think you can get too much out of it. Yeah, no, I agree with that completely. Like, it's just it's just one of those shows that, like, it ages well. Yeah. Even yes. animation ages well. That's part of why it was so good. Like, I have watched Nickelodeon as long as, like, any other kid. But this was something Nickelodeon had never done. Completely, what's it, Nickelodeon doing an anime-style cartoon? What? Mm-hmm. Of course, <laughs> there, are, there are plenty who say that, you know, it borrows from anime, but it's not anime. There are some who say it's anime. Who cares where it came from? Um, I mean, I would, I would say that it's probably like an Americanized anime. 
that's yeah. kind of what I that's kind of what the genre I would like put this in because it's not it it truly isn't anime. Anime is like a whole different style of like animation, but this is very like westernized. Uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. I see it as like you go to Sparrow for lunch. Somebody asks you, "What did you have for lunch?" You say, "I had Italian." You're not wrong, but you didn't have Italian. <laughs> right. <laughs> right. Yeah. Exactly. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> Casey, I just want to say thanks for being here. Oh um, my gosh, Casey. Casey, that was uh, this is the first but not the last time that you'll be here on Atlas Shrugged with us talking about Avatar The Last Airbender. Mm-hmm. It's been mm-hmm. really fun. Yeah, thanks for having me on. I enjoyed doing this and can't wait to be able to do some more. Uh, guys, this has been awesome. We are Atlas Shrugged. We will see you next time. Casey, say bye. Bye, everyone. Peace and love till next time. Bye.